Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. We've got on the phone, on the line here... uh, Ramsey Dennison, and Ramsey is the director of a documentary called What Happened in Vegas. It examines the deadliest mass shooting in the U.S. history, in US history and features four cases which, of which all of the victims were killed by the Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Force. The, uh, the film portrays the events leading up to the deaths of Trevon Cole, Eric Scott, Stanley Gibson, and Tahishi Farmer Brown. And it is a peek behind the curtain, so to speak at Las Vegas and the money and the power and the influence and we want people to only think good things about Las Vegas. We don't want them to think about anything else and Ramsey uh, Dennison thank you uh, for being here today. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, it, did I did I get that right? Does that sound about right to yes, you? Yes, sir. Okay. Everything was uh, 100% correct. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Done your research. All right. Well, well. thank you for, for coming on the show, um, and I appreciate, I appreciate your work. And I know that in the process of uh, your life, you uh, were you had a, an encounter with the uh, Las Vegas police force that didn't go very well, and I think that led to the, the film project that we're talking about right now. Tell me a little bit about that story. Well, okay, so I'm a true crime I work in television. I'm an editor. And years ago, I was actually, you know, we're talking late 2013. I just finished editing a television show. It was a really difficult show. And so I went to Vegas to relax. And I have a really good friend in Vegas named Rhett Nielsen, who uh, he was actually a former LVMPD videographer. Um, So he used to go on, like, SWAT raids with the uh, LVMPD and, like, videotaped plot raids. But he knew a lot of LVMPD people and seen a lot of people be arrested, um, et cetera. And we were actually out one night in, in Vegas after I arrived for, just for a vacation or walking through a parking lot, and I saw four LVMPD officers who had this guy in custody. He was bent over the front of the car, and he was screaming his head off, and they were tugging on his cuffs, cutting off his circulation, and telling him, you know, does your mama know she raised an F up? Does she know that, son? And it just went on and on and on. And instead of, like, getting this guy in the police car, like they should have been doing, um, and getting him booked, getting him down to the station, you had four officers um, sitting around laughing at this guy who was, like, screaming. And I'm not saying this guy was any kind of angel. I'm sure he'd done something wrong to end up in those handcuffs. But he wasn't a threat. I mean, he was basically, it looked to me like he was being tortured and that they were really kind of enjoying torturing this man. So I actually, what was watching this go down, I was shocked. I looked at my buddy, Rhett, the former LBMP videographer. He was shocked too. And he's just shaking his head going, this is really wrong. I've never seen anything like this. And all the, all the arrests, everything I've seen. And, um, and so the officers, um, so, so the guy who was being arrested's friend came up to one of the officers and said, you know, why are you doing this to my friend? And one of the cops, the big guy, just started shoving the guy really hard, like a bully on a playground, just shoving him. And uh, I looked at Rhett, and I, I mean, I just said, this is, that's it, man. I'm going <laughs> to, this has gone far enough. And so I called 911, and 
reported it, and I said, hey, you got to get a sergeant or a lieutenant down here because you have these four officers torturing this guy instead of getting them into the, instead of doing their job, which would be to get him in the car and get him down to the jail, you know? And they seem to be enjoying it, so you got to get somebody down here. And the 911 operator asked me what I was wearing. I said a white shirt and tacky pants. And I figured that was so that when the officer arrived, you know, the sergeant and lieutenant arrived, they could find me in the parking lot. But um, I guess what I was wearing got conveyed to the officers on site because right after I hung up with the 911 call, Officer Mark Bellinger walked up to me and he says, what are you doing? And I said, well, I've been watching what you're doing. There's nothing right about it. So I called 911 and told them about it. And uh, he got furious. And um, he said, well, you, be- you better get the hell out of here or I'm going to have you arrested. And as Rhett and I were walking away, I said, arrested for what? And next thing you know, I've got, I'm on the ground. I've got three LVMPD officers, um, you know, um, for, you know, like I'm, I'm face down on the ground. One of them stomps on my head with a boot. And one of them says, where are you from? I said, California. And he says, well, why don't you stay there? And uh, I was on my stomach. And uh, you can see from the mugshot that they stomped on my head with a boot. You can see the big boot mark. Yeah. And, uh, you know, th- these officers were angry that I'd reported them. And so what they had to do is they had to spin. They knew that their sergeant and lieutenant was on the way, and they had to spin the story because now they've attacked the citizen for no reason other than that he um, – that they're mad at him because he reported them. And so they, they lie. They, they spun it around on me and tried to make it look like I was the aggressor. Like this guy with no criminal record just decided to all of a sudden go off on these three cops. Um, it's beyond ludicrous. Yeah. And, um, but, you know, and then the, 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 the sergeant and lieutenant showed up, and, I, and, um, and they, they kind of, I mean, they just flat out lied on the police report. Like the things that happened on the report, they said happened, just flat out didn't happen. I reported it to Internal Affairs. And um, the investigators who worked on the case, Michelle Jots and Christopher Little, decided that they did nothing about it whatsoever. They decided that it was okay to beat up, arrest, and throw a citizen in jail just because he called 911 to report them. And so they did nothing. And these officers, Mark Bellinger, Kyle Frett, and Jared Casper, who did this, completely got away with it. And I was shocked. I just said, and so I said, Wow, in a town where you can get beaten, arrested, and shown in jail just for making a phone call to report police brutality, what else has the LVMPD gotten away with? And so that's that's the catalyst for the film, our film, What Happened in Vegas, yeah. which is premiering in Los Angeles, yep. a theatrical premiere tonight at uh, Langley Music Hall in Beverly Hills um, at 9 p.m. Are We're you having our, uh, you're doing our a preview, and it's, it's kicking off a one-week run. Are you do, are you here for a Q&A for, the, for that screening? Is that... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to be there for, for doing a Q and A, um, and it's you know it's a it's a good movie to watch on the big screen because it's very epic. Um, has a lot of drone breathtaking like drone aerials of Vegas. So it's really you know I'm really kind of hoping people see it on the big screen before you know go to the VOD and television etc. Yeah. Well, you're you're right. It is at the. I mean, I'll just reiterate that it's at the Music Hall on Wilshire Boulevard. Really, that's Beverly Hills. It says Los Angeles. It's Beverly Hills. Uh, a great right. place to see a, a, a film. Uh, and you're right. See it on a big screen. Turnout into theaters is always so important to the life and death of a film, whether or not it it's, it, it rolls out to other film, uh, other theaters. And 
So it's a great place to see it. It opened in New York last week. I hope that went well for you. And um, so we continued success. Now, if people want to find out more about the film, while we've got their attention, tell me uh, the, uh, the, the website for, for the film. Sure. The best way to find out more about the film is to go on Facebook um, as to our What Happened in Vegas page right. and, um, and follow it. We've got a lot of followers and um, a lot of more information about the film. Um, and again, it's what happened in Vegas. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's not what happens in Vegas. Right. A lot of people confuse us for the Ashton Kutcher, Cameron Diaz right. film. <laughs> right, right. So, well, well yeah, now, so. now, now uh, the, this incident led you to the investigation of other aspects of the history and, and, and current policy and current leadership within the Las Vegas uh, Police Department, Metropolitan uh, Police Department. Uh, I know we only have about you know a few minutes, and I, I'd love to go into depth, but uh, tell us in sort of the broad strokes, because it's not just about police misconduct, but it's also a leadership issue as well. It's about the money, corruption, et cetera, et cetera. So let's try, right. and, try and cover some ground with that. Well, what you have in Vegas is you have um, an environment where everybody kowtows to the money, okay? So... Um, you know, the big money, the casinos, they're the ones who get the sheriffs elected. Um, they put up a lot of money. And, I mean, Joe Lombardo, when he was elected sheriff, $1.7 million he raised, you know, to be sheriff. And that's for a job that pays, I think, around 200000 a year. So the casinos basically buy the election. And you have to ask yourself, why do they do that? Why do they give all that money? And, and it's so that those sheriffs will look the other way at um, – <laughs> and, and lots of stuff yeah, that happen yeah. in their casino. Yes. I think there's a tacit understanding, um, things like prostitution, et cetera. Um, and, and, but, but not only that, but you also have a situation where, you know, the problem isn't that most LVMPD cops are bad. The problem is the ones who are get away with it because the leadership is corrupt. I mean, you know, the first in command, Joe Lombardo, is a guy that, 96% of the officers didn't want. Uh, the police union took a poll, and 96 out of 100 people in the police union chose the other candidate running against him, who was a guy named Larry Burns. You have a guy that the officers don't like, um, and, and then the second in command at the LVMPD is a guy named Kevin McMahill. And early in his career, he was part of a squad that found a woman with drugs on her, and they allegedly told her they'd let her off if she showed them her vagina. Uh, the case went to court. There was a payout. So Kevin McMahon cost taxpayers money. Um, he left the LVMPD after that, and then he came back. And now he's number two in the department. Oh so these are the kind of scumbags <laughs> like Kevin McMahon and his wife, Kelly McMahon, who some officers refer to as Captain Cover-Up. Um, she's powerful in the department as well. So one of the things that was very suspicious that, not, that nobody really knows about yet is after the Vegas mass shooting, and we, um, the, uh, the LVMPD has one of the most heralded and respected homicide units in the country. They have a very high solve rate, very good department. And one of their first moves was to get the homicide department off the case. So they were not in charge of Stephen Paddock's crime scene. And instead, they put Captain Kelly McMahill, the wife of Kevin McMahill, that scumbag who <laughs> um, the second in command, they put her in charge of the crime scene, even instead of this widely heralded, um, you know, homicide unit. And so the wife, she's the, she's the wife of the second in command. 
you have to ask yourself, why did they do that? Why did they put, why did they take out Joe Montana and put in this second stringer from St. Cloud State? <laughs> right, right, <laughs> you know, right, right. Like on, on the highest profile case. Yeah. And, um, in my opinion, it's so they could control the information. And, um, and, and, and one of the things they were trying to hide was the fact that there was an accidental gunshot in Stephen Paddock's room. And so Joe Lombardo didn't talk, and we talk about this in the film, he didn't talk about that for over a month, okay? He was even asked directly, did any officers fire guns? And he, and he said something like, oh, I'm not aware of that, okay? So he didn't reveal that for a month, and it was only when a former cop, a guy named Doug Papa, heard it on the radio transmission and alerted all the media in Vegas that he eventually admitted it almost a month later. Mm-hmm. But I think they were trying to control the information. And, you know, so there was a gunshot in Stephen Paddock's room, and they tried to hide that. Wow. And, and, um, and it just begs the question, what else are they trying to hide? Yeah. You know, these are people that cannot be trusted to tell the truth. And that's the core problem with the leadership at the LVMPD. And the truth is the many good officers on the force don't like it any more than I do. You know, they don't like having liars and scumbags in charge. They don't like Joe Westock, Lombardo, and, and uh, <laughs> you know, and Kevin McMahill. They don't want these scumbags. They want a good department. They want a clean department. And so the truth is many of these people on the down low are kind of fans of the movie because they recognize that their leadership sucks. They recognize their leadership is corrupt, and they don't like it any more than I do. Yeah. So some of these people are secretly cheering the film, and that's how I found out about all these things that were happening in the mass shooting is right. former retired LBMPD cops reached out to me a week after the mass shooting and told me, hey, they're trying to hide this. There was a gunshot in Paddock's room. And so that's how I learned about all this. And I went back to Vegas and we um, investigated it. And um, so the movie, What Happened in Vegas, has several surprising revelations yeah. that yeah. have not been revealed right. about the Vegas mass shooting. Right. You're right. Uh I want to remind our listeners, we're speaking with Ramsey Dennison, and the director of the film, What Happened in Vegas. It's opening tonight at the Lemley uh, Music Hall in Beverly Hills. It's on Wilshire Boulevard. I'll give you, even give you the address, kids, just in case you were wondering. Yeah. It is 9036 Wilshire Boulevard, Beverly Hills, at Lemley Music Hall. Well, a couple of things, and we're just really short on time, So, uh, but right. one is uh, the... Do you think that some of this, a lot of this, because we always, Vegas, probably per square inch, the most powerful, well, one of the most powerful cities in America. I mean, it is uh, extremely, for the size, it, it wields a lot of power. The money is huge. Money is you know, yeah, significant. You've got to control the money. Is that, the, the, root, is that yeah. the root of it? Is to, So we want Vegas to appear to be the destination for everybody, so we try to sweep this under the... Under the That's uh, right. Under the I, mean, I mean, people be shocked. At the things that happen on the Las Vegas Strip that are covered up. Okay. Suicides are very common. I had one LVMPD officer, former LVMPD officer, tell me that there's three suicides a day on the Strip. Um, and you never, and these things don't make headlines. I mean, there's prostitutes who die in those rooms, and um, there's all kinds of things that happen. The truth is, Las Vegas is a very dangerous place, and that all gets in the way of tourism. So a lot of money is spent. Come to advertising. Come to Vegas. You know, I think the Las Vegas Convention and Tourism Authority. I think they spend over three hundred million a year. Yeah. Massive budget. You know, come to Vegas and win money. And of course, the reality is, people come to Vegas and lose money. Yeah. But they 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 hide that. Yeah. They hide the real reality and the real danger of the Strip. 
And one of the reasons, one of the problems is, and one of the reasons you, you have unethical people who become sheriffs there is they're willing to kowtow to the casinos and serve their agenda. Um, that was the case with Joe Lombardo. It was the case with Doug Gillespie. Yeah. And, uh, you know, before that, you had some good sheriffs who had more integrity, like Jerry Keller. But things really went off the rails with Doug Gillespie, who, um, you know, I, who many officers say had a domestic violence call to his house and, uh, and had it covered up, and they changed it to a burglar alarm. And so, you know, when you have someone like that in charge of the organization, you have someone like Kevin McMayho, second in command, I mean, if you got scumbags at the top, good luck on running a yeah. uh, um, an ethical department. It's not going to happen. Right. Ramsey, you know? I've, I've got like 30 seconds left. I Just one okay. last question for you, and that is, can you go back to Vegas safely? Uh, I don't think it's a very good idea. Okay. <laughs> um, I would say, you know, before we, um, you know, after we won the best documentary at Las Vegas Black Film Festival, the executive producer of our film started getting death threats because we were scheduled to screen the movie um, in July at the Freedom Festival. And so, and these calls were getting more and more scary. Um, and later, later at night, we showed up anyway, we screened the film anyway, and we won the grand jury prize at Freedom Fest. So we, I refuse to be intimidated by them. Okay. Um, this is a corrupt organization that needs to be exposed. And what happens to me happens, but I'm going to keep telling the truth, and I'm not asking the LVMPD to like it. Okay. They've been, you know, they've got away with stopping on the public that pays their salary for too long. They've, been, they've not been accountable. They've lied. They've swept things under the rug. They've been treated too well for too long, and the party's over. I mean, the truth is coming out. You're scumbags. You've been exposed as such, and it's time for the citizens and the good officers in the department to take the power back from these corrupt leaders. Well, we don't deserve well, Ramsey, to be in charge of the department. We've just run out of time, literally out of time, okay. and I apologize for the, for that. It's a this this really begs a much longer discussion. Uh, I, I thank you for your sure. work. I thank you for the film. The film is What Happened in Vegas. The filmmakers Ramsey Dennison. It's opening at the Music Hall Theater tonight. That is December first here in Los Angeles, on Wilshire Boulevard nine nine zero three six Wilshire Boulevard. Thank you, Ramsey. Yep. All right, take care, man. All right. Bye. All the best. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.